Four o'clock here in the Music City, so you know what time it is. Time for the afternoon stretch here on Nashville Sports Radio. Bruno Reagan, Devlin McKenzie, Zach Williams here inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. Hope everybody is having a terrific Monday as we are back in it from a long weekend. Not really that long. It felt long, but a fun-filled football weekend. There are only three football games left. That is what's happening now. We're always coming live from the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. If you want to jump in, 615-844-5600. Want to talk to you. Want to get involved with you on this Monday. Bruno Reagan repping the doors today. How are you doing, sir? I kind of rep them every day. Uh, You know, you go through a season where you'll wear, and it's different stuff. It's not the same Vandy gear, but you definitely have gotten, I've seen you in the past week or two wear less Vandy material than you have been usually probably good considering it graduated four years ago so those clothes are getting outdated starting to get a little uh that's a good well technically they are outdated like you have the star v that's that what is that i don't even even know what that is that's chinese to me i don't understand it (laughs) you set me up (laughs) no (laughs) you set me up all right hey what's up with van real quick what's up with vandy basketball and playing on saturdays why are they so good on saturdays and not good on any other day yeah they edged out georgia just another win if if vandy saturdays i thought about making a meme and then i thought about it a little too long and i was like nah not gonna do it but something about vandy saturdays the boys just come out you that's so you that's so me that's always been me but yeah they they played they played really well so they score a lot of points on Saturdays. They're like, yeah. they're like Trevor Lawrence up until this past Saturday. Yeah. Can I tell you a personal goal that's just been hit? Yeah. I what's saw, that? I saw forty. The I saw the number three, followed by a four on the scale for the first time since the XFL. Three forty. So I'm in the forties. Hey, clap it up, clap now. it up, Devlin. Get some claps in there. Get some claps in there for the big man. Now, slightly less big man. I have become so ir- like easily to irritate <laughs> very recently, so it's a struggle. Because you're hungry. Um, Are you the, keto in it? All the time. No, not really. Like Sunday, I had some, I had some rice, but I typically avoid it if I like if it's unearned, I won't, I won't partake. Mm. But if I do earn it, I will partake. Um, so are we talking three forty nine? Yeah. Still no, in it. Nines, eights, and then this morning I weighed in at 51 that I trained, and I was 48, and I'm probably like – Water weight right now. Your water weight can get back I'll, into I'll it. I'll revisit yeah. it on the weekend, but this weekend I was in bed, and I can't tell you – I mean, this is how you know it's a crisis in America because I'm in bed, and I feel like I'm having withdrawals, but for pizza, <laughs> uh, for deep dish pizza. I felt like I was a drug addict. And it's, no, it's, it's also no secret that I participate in a little bit of CBD and – and hey, s- stuff legal yeah, no totally it, so that stuff gives you the munchies so it was just kind of an added effect um so the fact that i was able to get through that really like i'm so i'm sober now mm. i i want you to keep it going me too that's that's the big side of it yeah well you know i'm hungry a lot i'm hungry right now mm. yeah just gotta keep going just gotta keep going and i hate it and so I, hopefully it doesn't affect the show, but it will. <laughs> like Bruno may just not show up because he's a big possibility. He's face first in a Jets pizza somewhere and just can't get out. No, that would be worst case scenario. <laughs> what I really want to do is sit down and meditate for hours on end and just not think about it. Mm. Just get my mind off of it. Can't do it though. 
Gotta gotta have that. It's just about eating plenty of protein. I was actually going to share with you. I'll do this off here because it's it's food related. It's nothing weird. But there's yeah. a, we talked about protein drinks. I found one the other day that is really nice. I think you would like a lot. Mm -hmm. Devil McKenzie, wearing Browns attire today, even though I felt like you were going to show up in all Bengals gear today. I can't do. I'm not going to show up in Bengals gear. I can't do that. Oh, it, what's the difference? You 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 support them like you're you're texting us in the group chat. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, this is their you're, year. You live in since you're from Cincinnati, right? From Dayton. Okay. It's like Cincinnati, but like more of a meth problem. But you're a Cleveland fan. <laughs> Way more of a meth yeah. problem. Yeah. You're a Cleveland fan. Correct. Yeah. That's just Hilarious. how I was raised. And then I all bad. was all around Bengals fans. Like my friends and other family, they're all Bengals fans. And I just couldn't switch. It's too late now. I'm 23. I can't switch. But. I, I support the Bengals in the playoffs. Oh, the way you were texting the group Oh, you thread, can switch. You also, you can switch. You can switch up on anybody. Benedict Arnold threw this country in the toilet like like that. I'm you pretty can, sure he was like 25 when he did it. You can switch up on anything, so don't be afraid to switch up. I'll, sw I'll switch up on Zach. The first moment it's beneficial to me, I will switch up on Zach. So take what you just heard and realize that every moment leading up to whatever that moment, it's been beneficial because that's what you get when you're with me. Okay, noted. Yeah. Yeah. You should be wearing Zach gear. Yeah. You should <laughs> be wearing sure. a shirt with Zach's face on it right now. Merch coming soon. That's what we need to do. I don't yeah. know if we can fit your face on a shirt. I mean, it might need to be a 2X, but hey, it'll it'll get on there. We'll we'll make sure. There's a, there's a screen printer out there big enough somewhere. We can really get it in there. <laughs> it's just the nose. We can just get the nose in there. Actually, you have a, you have a big schnoz. I know. I don't no, I, my, I, I don't my really have that big of a nose. I have my dad's nose. Yeah. Fat fat nose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't have any uh parties with you you know what i mean yeah don't, don't do that no. you won't get a turn <laughs> <laughs> implying hard drug use i mean kind of not my thing a lot of football this past weekend did we have fun with it i think it was uh it was really fun i, I thought these games really. were amazing that, no i and i didn't have a lot of fun i had fun in a weird way watching other how you're hungry separate. the whole time <laughs> that is true i was also yeah because if you're watching football and not eating pizza that is something inherently un-American about there that. There really is. There is something I will say. You're you're dead on with that. Yes. Like I I say it a lot about you know especially slim chickens. Like talking about slim chickens, I'm like oh you know there's good food on or good game on. You gotta have good food. You know I say that Absolutely. all the time. And it really is like it does it to me. I feel like there's something missing when I'm just watching the TV and there's nothing like it's twofold. We have gotten way too fat as a country. It is what it is. Heart problems, you obesity, can say that. depression. No, it's gotten it's gotten bad, and we also live in one of the most peaceful, best times in human history to ever exist. Most economically successful, and we sh can all eat like kings, and we should enjoy that from time to time. So there's those, those two forces battling each other. All I'm saying is, the second I hit three thirty-five, I am eating pizza again. It might have to be thin crust, but we're gonna figure it out. We're gonna figure it out because you can't have football without it. Uh, I, it's funny. I'm just looking on Twitter. The like you're talking about too. You know, everybody's too big. On uh, number one trending thing in Twitter right now. Oh no, M and M's. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, that's gotten that's gotten crazy. I don't even know what it's about. I, I, I think it's I'm about just, the shoes they wear. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's stupid. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I have no idea. I have no Remember idea. Remember when the green M and M like captivated everybody? <laughs> they were like, she's too sexy. <laughs> The green M&M was on Times Square, and there were, like, 15 males, like, just looking up at it, like, enamored. <laughs> it felt like... It Have felt you ever like, been to the M&M store in New York? No. It's awesome. It's really cool. I've been there one time, and it is, like, I mean, it's... If you like... Like, I'm... Hey, personally, red M&M guy. 
I love having a red. I think red, I, I get it. They all taste the same. They taste, Red tastes the best to me for some reason. Uh, loved it. Got all red. I got like five pounds of red M&M's. It was yeah. awesome. You know what I don't like that's red? I don't like how easy the Chiefs make it look. I don't mm. like it. I don't like it. It's it's funny to me in a way, but it's not fun football. When I watch Travis Kelsey get dumped the ball, the linebacker's giving him five yards of space. They're not playing tight on him. And then he gets a rack run after catch for four yards at least guaranteed. So he catches the ball four yards off the ball, off the line. Then he advances four yards. It's it's not fun. It's too easy and too effective. He it's fun. My wife watching me, my wife, I've talked about this many times. My beautiful wife Maggie does not care about sports in the least bit. Me and her are polar opposites when it comes to this. But she does watch it with me on like big games kind of things like that. She will watch it. She'll endure as she says. Uh she was watching that game with me because my dad, big Chiefs fan, all that kind of stuff. So she kind of likes the Chiefs just because of that. But she kept saying, why Why is it every time he catches the ball, there's no one around him? I was like, I don't know. The guy's just that good. It really is because the linebackers know, don't give him cushion. It's in de- You know it's in the defensive game plan. Well, they have to play the zone. They have to play the underneath of the big receiving threats. MVS, uh, Juju on the on the edges. Who were basically non-existent in this game. But they have to respect that exactly. deep threat. So they have to play that zone. Safety's got over the top, linebackers got underneath. Make those windows tight. But then you got Travis Kelsey just three yards off the field. I don't know. I don't know how you attack the Chiefs. I don't know how you do it. There's really You just have to get lucky. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you this. Lucky. Jaguars tried to injure him. Yeah. That play, that play. if you're watching that I have all a take over, on that. I, th- I personally, let me say mine and then you go, go yours. I personally believe. That tackle was intentionally trying to go down at the legs and pull him in. I think they knew exactly what they were trying to do, and it worked. But Patrick Mahomes is a freak. The Chiefs are a freak, and they're going to still be able to beat you no matter what. I mean, Chad Henney, right? Like, ninety-eight. what was it, a 98-yard drive for a touchdown for Chad Henney? That's unfair. That's unfair football for anybody that has to play against Kansas City Chiefs. That was that was better, and that was actually better 98-yard drive than, than Baker Mayfield's were was just because – he didn't have like penalties that brought him halfway down the field. Finally, my Twitter's working, and hopefully, I don't misspell anything. But here's my take on it. Uh, obviously, I don't think they were trying to intentionally injure him. I think um, the first of all, the game is too fast to wrap someone up and then identify where their leg is and then be like, "I'm going to drop on." It's just the game's simply too fast for that. I think what got Patrick Mahomes injured is this absolutely asinine, stupid undesirable not wanted roughing the passer culture we've got into the the guys don't want to hit him and drive him so what they're doing is they're wrapping and falling that's more of a risk than driving someone could ever be because yeah their legs are gonna be there so all they're doing all these d tackles are doing is they wrap and drop instantly they're just trying to drop they're, they're dropping themselves on the ground and bringing people with them and yeah legs are gonna get caught if you do that that's what's happening it's roughing the passer that's that got Patrick Mahomes injured. So in in light of them trying to protect quarterbacks, I get it. They're all like it's a it's too physical of a game. You're not going to be able to to protect everybody. There are a few things you can do. You can ma- you can you can change kickoff. That stuff's fixable. Sacking the quarterback is never going to be fixable because you have what happened to Patrick Mahomes last night. I don't think they went with the intention to injure. I think they're just trying to play around this silly, arbitrary rule that's not even thoroughly explained, and it's called differently with every person in the league. Absolutely, that's that's what happened. That's what got him hurt. It's called it's called so differently all across the league. Oh my God! Yes, there's zero. It, consistency. Yeah, if, 
if you there are people that will die on the NFL shield, and they'll be like, if you think that you're just not, they, they don't call it differently for different quarterbacks. You must uh, tell me you've not watched football without telling me you've not watched football. <laughs> that's the that's the stupidest reply you can get on Twitter when you question any call. It's in the, the same NFL. people that it's the same people that argue with me that Vandy doesn't get calls because they're Vanderbilt. It's like it's it's not that the refs hate Vandy. It's that they're snoozing through the game because it's Vandy, and that like that, I'm trying to explain to people that though this is the same thing. Like you're you're gonna call things differently on Tom Brady because these refs uh, are enamored by his presence and they're, they're like, scared of him and intimidated. And maybe they're like, hey, you want to get you want to give me a million dollars one day? And he's like, sure. You know, it's the know. same way. Like those refs are also fans of those players. Absolutely. That's that's the thing. They're fans of those guys. I'll tell so, you who they're not fans of. Malik Willis. Ah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but there was a lot. There was a lot. I want to keep it with the Chiefs-Jaguars right now while we're talking about it. Uh, first off, the Jaguars looked terrible. I don't yeah, think they, they looked good. Are. They, they are. They are. No, they, hold on. They're, they're not terrible. They were frauds. They're good. They were frauds. They're not terrible. They're, 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 they are what they thought we thought they were. They're a wild card team. They're they're fraudulent, they are fraudulent. And Trevor Lawrence you can't be frauds if I I never thought they were good. I think a lot of people thought they were good. A lot of people wanted wanted the Jags to be that team to come back up. And look, I, I think they were good enough to get into the playoffs. But the way that they won against the Chargers now shows how much of a fluke it was. I think the Chargers. Hey, for out. Trevor Lawrence is. He's a quarterback that's good enough that you can't consider any other option. Does that make sense? Mm. So he's good enough where you don't want to, you don't want to move on. He's young, he's talented. Oh yeah, he's still but, plenty of time to grow for Trevor Lawrence. But that that's a conference of death. But tell There's, me this: Is Trevor Lawrence going to be the next Josh Allen? <laughs> no, he might be better because Josh Allen's not doing himself any favors. Josh Allen feels like he hit his crescendo with that nine touchdown playoff performance and I forgot, had his chance. I forgot just... who I stole this from, so I'm sorry. I stole this from somebody. But all good, th <laughs> no good thoughts original, anyways. Nope. So, Josh Allen is quite simply a Jay Cutler who cares. Ooh, that's all he is. That's solid. That's solid. He really is. I saw that tweet. I was like, he's ri he's right. Stop booing him. He's right. Yeah. That's all. That's all Josh Allen is. Tall. Physical. Jay Cutler could run the rock. A lot of people forget that. He could run. He ran a lot at Vandy, threw it, take, took it back to the pros and let it sling. But he, he's just – that's all Josh Allen is. He's Jay Cutler that cares. That game – first off, I'll say this. This has nothing to do with the game. I didn't know there was a conspiracy out there that DeMar Hamlin isn't actually alive. <laughs> oh, you're Twitter. This, I got this caught up this weekend on this. You should have. You did send me this. I should have went down the rabbit hole because that's my field of expertise. No, I I went ridiculous. down the rabbit hole. I went down the rabbit hole of Demar Hamlin is actually not alive, and that's a clone, and all this. You know, the, which first off, I don't believe at all. That's stupid. It's really dumb. But it was it was at least something fun to go down and look at because the game was simply boring. <laughs> I mean, the Bengals. The Bengals are also that good. Like, the way we're talking about the Chiefs, the Bengals are. I mean, we, we, I think, were we all in agreement? You, you like, took the Bills just I think I took the Bills the points. Yeah, but me I thought Devlin it was going to be a closer of, game. I thought it Devlin, was. Devlin, obviously, a little bit of homer. But I, I, I that's one thing I can call. I, I, I called the Bengals because it's, it's not a hard thing to call. I, I, thought, I, thought the, I thought at least points-wise, Bills were going to keep it within yeah. the five. I think it was five and a half is what it was. I thought for sure they were going to keep Look, here, full hand up. 
I thought the 3.30 game, I thought it was a 4.30 Eastern, so 3.30 start. I went to go place a bet on the Bills at 3.30, but it was, or sorry, it was, I went to do it at 2.30, thinking that I still had an hour until the game time, and I saw the Bills were only plus three. I clicked plus three, I turned the TV on, and it's the first touchdown of the Bengals. I went, oh, well, that money's gone. <laughs> the second I saw him score, I was like, that's, that's completely gone now. Let me ask you a question. If you want, you can withhold it to the to the uh, out of the other side of the break. Mm-hmm. But is there of these four teams left? Is there a Super Bowl matchup that you don't want to see? So that, so think about that if you want, because I, I kind of have I kind of have only one in my mind. Where if that was the Super Bowl matchup, I would be like, you know, I don't like this. Uh, I I want to answer that. I want to answer that. If anybody wants to call in. 615-844-5600. I want to get your thoughts on that because there are, like initially as I say it, there there 100% are. I will answer it on the other side of the break. We have a really good show today, though. We're going to get in, obviously, all the critiques of what we saw this past weekend with everything football-wise. There's a lot of other big stories happening right now as well. At uh, uh, 5.25 p.m., Darian Gray, he is covering and host Locked In HBCU. He's going to join us. We're going to talk about the Ed Reed situation that kind of has gone under the table, but it's sparked a lot of conversation with Bethune-Cookman now and some of these uh, HBCUs. The the kind of ugly underbelly with everything that's happened. If you haven't heard what's going on with Ed Reed, it is an interesting story, a very interesting story. We're going to get his take on it. He's been covering it very closely. And once again, if you want to jump in on the conversation, 615-844-5600. Back after this here on the Afternoon Stretch. Good afternoon. Just a few more minutes on this crash up here on Briley Parkway westbound right at I-65. Not causing too much of a backup, but it's some traffic volume up here. As traffic increases on 65 down through Brentwood, Franklin, watch for radar I-40 through uh, Dixon County this afternoon. Quite a bit actually out there on I-40 around 840. Snapdragon Hemp, serving up lab-tested top-shelf hemp products across Tennessee. Edibles, flowers, concentrates. They're online at snapdragon420.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers, from a leading financial firm on maximizing your income in retirement. That's right, free. This free book reveals little-known truths about annuities in simple-to-understand terms that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. And it's free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, summarizing the rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. Call 800-715-9880. That's right. Annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and annuity rate report. Both absolutely free for calling today. Call 800-715-9880. That's 800-715-9880. Sponsored by Annuity General. Producers have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them full term. What's your next dream? Paying off your credit card? Remodeling your kitchen? Exploring the rainforest of Costa Rica? Whatever your dreams, they take some planning. And State Farm agent Austin Hardy is right here in the Middle Tennessee community to lend a hand. As your local good neighbor, he can help you look at the things you want to save for and come up with a plan to make those saving goals happen. Because your money should work just as hard as you to achieve your dream. So whether it's being free of debt or free to roam the world, call State Farm agent Austin Hardy here in the Middle Tennessee community. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you need a staycation or planning a trip to Music City, stay at Bento Living Chestnut Hill. Voted the best boutique hotel in the city by the Nashville scene. Bento Living is located on the edge of bustling downtown 
and boasts on-site dining, shopping, live entertainment on the rooftop, and free fitness classes. Come experience Nashville like a local. Visit bentochestnuthill.com to book your Music City vacation today. Your exclusive National Sports Radio, WNSR, Skyscan forecast. For this afternoon, we'll have partly sunny skies, high 46. Partly cloudy tonight, low 28. Tuesday, mostly sunny, high 52. Wednesday, clouds and rain, high 52. Utilizing the resources of the Motherbug Network on National Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist, Jim Rinaldi. Sports Radio, WNSR. The Afternoon Stretch with Zatch Williams and some dude named after a 1940s cartoon baby who is in reality a gangster on the run from the police. The Afternoon Stretch, Brenna Reagan, Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams here inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. Bruno, before the break, asked me, or the what? break. Bruno, before the break. The break. <laughs> I don't know what happened. That was awesome. I don't know what happened. It does not need to be a promo. Yeah. Okay, I, Devlin, let that one slide. <laughs> I asked Zach, I was like, who's your least favorite Super Bowl matchup to want to, that you want to watch? And if you want to throw in your favorite, too. It's up to the you. one I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch Eagles and Chiefs. I no. don't want to watch that one. Explain your reason for that. One. I think that um, I think it's the easy answer that people will say should happen best two teams i think we're seeing there is a large case of fraud we knew the nfc was bad like we knew that week week zero vikings were a 13 win team in that conference by the way yeah we knew the nfc was just terrible i think that the eagles and maybe i'm setting myself up for disaster if you want to clip this audio and you can remind me later how stupid i am but i think the eagles are not as good as either one of the afc teams that are still in it I think the Bengals and the Chiefs just destroy the Eagles. Mm-hmm. The 49ers at least give you a contest. I guess really what I should say is just I don't want to see the Eagles get in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I think it's going to be a bad Super Bowl if that happens. I don't think it's going to be a fun Super Bowl. I don't think the teams are just going to run up and down the field and it's just going to be a great – I want to see high scoring, but I want to see competitiveness at least. And I think with, for the 49ers, their defense, probably best in the league. Offense, I'm not sure where they sit. Still, I still don't feel comfortable with it. Uh, with Brock Purdy, I I get it. You know, he keeps winning, but it's still just the inherent side of me just has to say like something's gonna happen. Uh, but I, I don't want to see I don't want to see Chiefs and Eagles. That's for sure. I'd rather see 49ers and I'd rather see the 49ers and the Bengals go at it, or yep. 49ers and Chiefs. Here's my thing with with the Super Bowl. I want to see the highest level of athlete, the highest level of competition. I I don't necessarily buy into storylines very very enthusiastically. Like when like if Patrick Mahomes ho- Patrick Mahomes hobbles in there for the next for the, another Super Bowl title Every and he year. starts the dynasty of Kansas City and the torch has been passed and we have a new go and all, like he fought through injury. I don't care. Patrick Mahomes is seriously injured. High ankle sprains high ankle sprains have gotten a bad rap. Because of high school coaches, they're like it's a sprain. Tape it. Sprains sometimes feel worse than fractures, truly do. So I don't want to watch this guy hobble around in the biggest game of the year. I don't want to. I don't want the my least favorite. Well, we have be, before. 
I know. Well, that was That's a turf toe. That was yeah. a turf toe, correct? Yeah. When he and he was putting on a heck of a performance. So we'll get to see more in the conference championship. But he was putting on a performance even coming back. Yeah. You know, and I get it. I like. It but was, it's it's very performative with the injury too. And right. I think that takes away from the game. Tony Romo even said it in the broadcast. Like, yeah, he's able to play now. But tomorrow, the next day, he's probably oh, going to be on crutches. It's going to be swollen. Yeah. yeah. Who knows what he's doing um, now. I, I, I think you're, he's going to be able to work past it. There's no shot you're not going to get him in there. And I'm also going to say this, and people can tell me this is stupid as well. Chad Henney looked really good. And there's something about Travis Kelsey being able to create 10 yards of separation every single play yep. that you can throw to him 15 times, and he gets 14 catches. And, man, let me tell you, if Patrick Mahomes goes out there and plays, I think he makes the case for every quarterback getting guaranteed money. Because yes. these are people that will go to bat for your franchise if you pay them what they want. Lamar Jackson got what a hundred eighty million dollar guaranteed offer, and he wants what two forty, two thirty, something like that. So, if you want Lamar Jackson to play entry through the playoff, you pay him the guaranteed money, and he'll do it. Patrick Mahomes, he's going to show he wants to do it. And, and, and Mahomes showed that he could still play. That's that's the whole thing. He came off the injury. They're going to tape him up crazy. Look at look at the Tennessee Titans. I thought it was crazy that there were so many. Like I can't believe a quarterback that got injured was able to play on a high ankle. Ryan Tannehill played, like, six games with, with basically his ankle separated. True. Titans media personalities were going after the national media personalities yeah. with the, you know, gotcha moment. And national media personalities looked down, spit yeah, on, like, spit on anybody care. in Nashville, yeah, and then go about <laughs> Who was day, it? So. Who was it? It was uh, 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 Eisen, Rich Eisen, who was the ones like, I've only seen one other quarterback ever play like this on a broken ankle. It was Ben Roethlisberger yeah. in 2000-whatever. And everybody was like, oh, right, Tannehill did this five times this year. Uh, who cares? Yeah, and he lost those games. So, the so Chiefs, he shouldn't have been doing it. I don't want, I don't want, that perf I don't want the injury performance to take away from, from the game. And the Niners, I feel like, stylistically, aren't the most exciting team to watch. So Chiefs-Niners would probably be the least optimal for best me. Auto, best offense, best defense, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's where I look at it and say that's at least more fun to watch. I think the Bengals and Eagles would be an absolute chaotic slap slap fight which is what i would appreciate mm. people not not plays not high not just high even execution i just want people who are in the moment that's what i feel like that game would be there's a lot of vibes conversation but that's just i i, I would love to see a Bengals eagles super bowl mm. devlin what are you thinking uh least favorite for me is the same as you i don't want to see the chiefs and eagles different reasons though i think that's just too scripted andy reed's former team and the Kelsey brothers battling it off. NFL scripted. It is too scripted. Like it. It'll, It'll be yeah. a great podcast. Absolutely hate that. Yeah, it would. I mean, it's just I don't like that. My favorite's probably the the Bengals Niners, just because I like the Niners defense playing the Bengals defense or Bengals offense. I think it just you want to see Nick Bosa game. absolutely murder Joe, like Joe Burrow. <laughs> I want to see Nick Bosa get a lot of tackles, but carefully set Joe Burrow down. <laughs> just kisses his little head. He's just a baby. <laughs> just a baby. Uh, oh, I think we can all agree we're just glad the Cowboys aren't going to get in. Uh, what a putrid performance last night. I was rooting for the Cow I want to see a Cowboys-Giants conference, but after watching how fun it is to make fun of Cowboys fans, I will root for the Cowboys to lose every football game until the end of time because, wow, what a weak-minded fan base. That's no, awesome. They're, they're, well, for a fan base that has been used to so much losing, you think they would get good at it now. I they saw can't. a list of every team that's been to a conference championship since the Cowboys have, and it is, I'm pretty sure, every team in the National Football League more than once. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they've lost a lot. Wow. Dak Prescott, first hey, off, did you see? It's over. Yeah, well, it, that, we'll that, talk about that. Did you see what Mattress Mac posted? 
No. Because well, he bet he bet two million dollars yeah, on the Cowboys to win against the 49ers. And Mattress Mag was sitting in like a recliner and said, I got a message for Dak Prescott. I just lost two million dollars. You need to sell that sleep number bed and get into a Tempur-Pedic. It'll change everything. <laughs> you know, like and he's just sitting there thumbs up, smiling because he just lost two million dollars. So I imagine he's gotta be on every drug known to man. I don't know how you could just be smiling at that kind of thing. But he was so he was just and get a Tempur-Pedic mattress. That was hilarious. If I'm Dak Prescott, so mad. I hate Mattress Mag for the rest of my life, probably. Uh, but what a league where there was a time where you could probably rank Deshaun Watson and Dak Prescott one and two. Mm-hmm. Now here we are. How old is Dak Prescott? Is he old and washed? He's twenty-seven. I don't know. That's just a shot from my hip. I'm pretty sure Dak Prescott is twenty-seven years old. Mm. So and an he's look answer. how far he's fallen in these lists and the performances show too. He's twenty-nine. Okay. He's the same age as me. July 29th is his birthday. He'll be 30 this year. It's no, it's if you're a Cowboys fan, how do you have faith? I mean, he's he's kind of in Ryan Tannehill territory. He he's in a territory of he needs a new new area. I I, I don't think he's I don't think he's as bad as he plays. I think he needs a new team, new scheme, get away. Zeke Elliott, move on from Zeke. That he's we need the le- I I hate it for running for backs out there because I'm essentially arguing against your market. But your market's worthless. Yeah, I the running back market is such There's a like terrible thing to get into. There's like four good running backs. There's four good running backs, and paying one of those four the money they're worth is not worth it. They don't even pay the that. That's like we're just getting into an analytical argument. We're getting into like a money ball take. <laughs> like it is not the amount of money you're spending for Derrick Henry to rush 300 more yards than the second and third guy is not worth it. No, it's not worth. Actually, it. Derrick Henry's on the team friendly contract. Yeah, <laughs> of all the contracts, he's the one that's. They like, felt so bad for him being team friendly. They gave him more money in the offseason. Yeah, they're just like, yeah, we'll make him the highest paid this season because yeah. he should be probably. But uh, yeah, no, I, the Cowboys are just. I, I heard. I don't even know who it was. What take I was hearing, but I heard someone say. Well, Dak Prescott needs he needs wide receiver help. He needs running back help. And I'm like, whoa, well, you're starting to get this is the whole argument with Ryan Tannehill and the Titans last year. They're hold like, on, hold on. Dak had all the tools. Dak he, had everything he needed to win. He need yeah, I agree. Tyron I Smith agree. was out Tyron Smith locked Nick Bosa up. Mm-hmm. You had time to play. Yes. Dak Prescott failed that team. Trying to be Superman. He was trying to throw into the tightest windows possible. Dude thought he was Peyton Manning. You're not. He needs to go to a team that is I'm not saying like it needs to be a superstar build. I think he just needs a good place to change. Cause he, he look, he's good. You can see his highs. Like mm-hmm. you, he when he's hot, he is hot. That's what we saw against Tampa Bay. But you can see the drop off dr- dramatically just week to week. Go to the viewers in the stream at JuicyJ931. He's definitely in the Cousins Tannehill slash car class, but he's on the Cowboys, so people inflate him. Do you think that's a fair take? Yeah, no, I for sure. I mean, if you're on the Cowboys, there. Whether we all want to admit it or not, there is something different about saying the quarterback of the Cowboys. The Cowboys are a different team stigma-wise than the the you know Seattle Seahawks or something like that. They they stick out a whole lot more. That's why you see them more in prime time because people do pay attention to them much more, and they have the allure of the '90s of how good how dominant they really were before I existed. Before exactly. I was conscious in this world. I, they're a myth. But even watching they that game, They might as well be right? the Spartans. You, look, I don't, <laughs> you watch that game, and you know all you see is the past 49ers, you know, Jerry Rice, Joe Montana, all these you know different names out there. And then even when they just see show highlights of Emmitt Smith and Troy Aikman and all that, because they were just such a 
such a, a rivalry, they were they're still sitting on that allure. I think there is something to playing for the Cowboys that people get talked up. I you want to know who I think is the biggest culprit of this? Oh. Michael Parsons. Mm-hmm. Some people are comparing him to the all time greats. Mm-hmm. LT, Strahan. That is n- he is not there. He's not them. But not since yet. He's, since he's he can where, get there though. I think he has the potential. Great point. But he's not there right now, like people think he is. But since he's wearing that star, it just a lot it of gives people you, talk. Yeah, yeah if he was wearing a Titan shield on his helmet. Oh my gosh, he yeah. wouldn't. He wouldn't even sniffed like any. <laughs> well, he would have. But yeah, it, Jeff it, Simmons can't get on a Pro Bowl. You know? Yeah, I, I know. That's so crazy. If Jeff Simmons was a cowboy, Jeff Simmons was a cowboy. He's in the Hall of Fame <laughs> right now. He's in the Hall of Fame. There is something to that. There is something to that. 615-844-5600. If you want to jump in, we want to talk to you. Let's go up to Clay. Clay, how you doing, buddy? Zach, how are we? Doing well. Doing well. How you doing? Doing okay. Mr. 61, how are you? Hello. <laughs> I'm chilling. By the way, boys, love the promo. Good. Good. I told you it was going to get on there. I'm it's glad funny. you heard it. If you have a funny moment, you go on the promo. Yeah, we're not we're not ashamed of it. Do something funny on the show. We'll make something out of it. <laughs> now, does a promo on a radio show, does that make you famous or infamous? Well, I think your story is infamous. You are <laughs> extremely infamous from, uh, from multiple – like, it's not just, you know, the viewers. It's people around us. Yeah, it's like uh, Al Capone. Uh, <laughs> the, who's the guy, the, the mongrels out in China? Who is that great wall? Uh, Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan, and there's Clay and Nashville. Yeah, <laughs> and then there's El Chapo. Yeah, right, yeah, under, yeah. right under that one. I'm getting ready to maybe make both of you boys kind of upset. I love it to hear it. You're a Cowboys fan. I am a Cowboys fan. You know, the Cowboys are a team that you either love or hate. Mm-hmm. And I've, you know, loved them as long as I've loved Vanderbilt, if that tells you anything. But uh, I'm officially done with Dak. Uh, we're not upset. We we understand. Yeah. That was an awful performance. The thing I'm upset about, Clay, is that you must have called without listening to the show because <laughs> we were just talking about how we were talking. He needs to move on. Yeah. To me, the thing that, you know, really is his downfall on some of these interceptions is he evidently just does not read defenses very well. No. No, no, he doesn't. I think I think he's a, I think he has a really good arm talent. I think he is he physicality has all the tools to be amazing. And I like I said, we've seen it. You see it peak. He can get really hot and against the against the uh, Buccaneers. That was that was that was peak deck, but that you just also see the the inconsistency at times, which yeah. tells me it comes back to a mentality of the game. Here's the thing: the greats make it look easy, and there are people that do that today. And Dak, does, Dak doesn't make it look easy. Patrick Mahomes playing on one hard. foot. Yeah. He's playing on one foot, and he's making throws effortless. Still. Joe Burrow right now. Joe, Joe Burrow, same. Yeah, makes it look easy. I think, boys, I'm going kind of with the hot hands here this weekend. I think both road teams win. I think you see 49ers and the Bengals in the Super Bowl. Mm. Well, that would, that would make Devlin McKenzie very happy. Uh, I don't know if you would have been, if either one of you guys would have been alive, but back in the day when uh, Joe Montana, you know, was the 49ers quarterback, there was a Bengals 49ers Super Bowl, and he threw a touchdown pass 
late in the game to John Taylor, and the 49ers beat the Bengals. I can't remember what Super Bowl number that was or what year that was, but I do remember that game very vividly. So I think you're going to see a rematch of that. Uh, wasn't that didn't they call that the drive? Isn't that the drive? That's like the infamous. That's the infamous like nickname of that game, right? Yeah. And also this weekend, boys, Jerry Stackhouse and his boys had a big win at Georgia. Yes. Oh, yeah, we mentioned that earlier. Saturdays. They, uh, they edged them out, what, two or three points at the end of it, tail end? So mm-hmm. good for the boys. Big big Vanderbilt dub. Uh, yeah, that's Georgia's only loss at home this year. I was shocked when I uh, heard that after the game. They were undefeated at home this year. Um, I don't know how many games you know this team is going to win down the stretch and what their final record is going to be. But one thing I love about this team is they do not quit. They fight like crazy. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're good on Saturdays. Hey, Clay, I appreciate you giving me a call, buddy. Thanks. Uh, that Super Bowl he's talking about, it's it's Super Bowl 23 is what it is. And there's a story that goes along with that. It was a 92-yard drive to win it. And Joe Montana is uh, uh, right before it, right before the drive. They're huddled up. And Joe Montana apparently looked over into the crowd and was like, oh, man, guys, look, John Candy's here. Because John Candy just at the time was like at the height. I mean, if you haven't watched Plane Trains and Automobiles, like that kind of stuff. He was at the height of his career. And, I mean, think about that. Quarterback, game-winning driving line, has to go 92 yards, and he's looking in the crowd like, oh, man, isn't that cool? John Candy's here. It's a coping mechanism. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, he was just – he was locked. He was cool. He was like, I know what's, I know what's about to happen here. I know what I got to do. So, what, freaking out going to help anything? No. Just be calm. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. you could be Donovan McNabb and throw up in the huddle. and then say you didn't do it when it's on television (laughs) that is awesome uh four niners won that one 20 to 16 over the Bengals. so if that game does happen we have to revert to that number on all lines going forward which sounds like not the line that would happen i think Mm -hmm. in that game but it could 615-844-5600 if you want to jump in we want to talk to you we're going to continue the phone calls when we get back here on the afternoon stretch Good afternoon. Still running slow as they clean up a wreck on Briley Parkway eastbound at uh, the Cumberland River Bridge. As you head over to Two Rivers, still pretty busy trying to get south of town. 65 down through Brentwood, Franklin. Lots of radar. 24 through Rutherford County. Give yourself a little bit of extra time. Hey, Nash Painting Services, all in Middle Tennessee. Uh, check them out online at nashpainting.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. individuals and businesses with tax problems. Listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control of your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problem now by calling the experts at U.S. Tax Shield and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, so call now, 800-785-9132. That's 800-785-9132. U.S. Tax Shield, 800-785-9132. 
When you're away from home and you want down-home cooking, Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel is the answer. Excellent, fresh, and local, just like Grandma used to make. Start your day with a Music City omelet and some prime rib hash. Or a cast iron waffle with Nashville hot chicken. For those wanting variety, hit the biggest breakfast buffet in Music City. And, of course, the world-famous Biscuit Bar. Start your day with the fresh, local, and down-home cooking of Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. Golfers, tee it up this Thursday through Sunday at Edwin Watts Golf Shops for the Callaway Fitting Event and be the first to score the new Paradigm Woods and Irons. The woods are engineered with forged carbon to maximize distance and forgiveness. The irons feature a forged face for increased launch speed and spin. A new paradigm in performance. Go to WorldwideGolfShops.com and reserve your free custom fitting experience happening this Thursday through Sunday. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. Needing a snow day? How about a dough day? Instant games from the Tennessee Lottery are bringing winning flurries and drips of cold hard cash. With chances at breathtaking top prizes up to $4 million, sled to your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer and score a chance at a dough day. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. The Afternoon Stretch. The best show? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I can say that, man. I'm going to move on to the next one. The Afternoon Stretch. Brenna Reagan, Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams. 615-844-5600 if you want to jump in. We want to talk to you. Talking the NFL playoffs. uh, Divisional round. All the fun that came out of that one. Let's go back to the phone lines here. Uh, let's go up to Clarksville and talk with Reagan. Reagan, how you doing, buddy? Doing great. It was a great week for offensive line play, guys. Mm. When you see when you see what Smith and Williams did to those so-called superstar defensive ends, just shutting them down. But the really good thing happened is we witnessed what a year can make in a change of an offensive line with Cincinnati. I mean, if they could run the ball with ease, they protected their quarterback. And you think back a year ago, they were just horrible. So it gives us uh, a real good look for the future of what the Titans can do. And I'm going to try not to get in trouble here, Zach, with getting personal. But Bruno Billings is in the U.S. You need to jump in those DMs, brother. Love you guys. Hey, thanks, Reagan. What did he say? He's telling you to get in the DMs. I have no idea what the abilities that you have for in the USFL. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think he's saying get in the NFL. Hey, uh, yeah, I'll say it. I'm better than a lot of linemen in the National Football League. Mm. I I think so. And you know what, competitor wouldn't say that. None of them. But I, the thing was when I when I went my first roundabout in the XFL, all my teammates except for one other, it was me and one other guy, played active roster on National Football on the national football team. And I beat out all those. It took me two weeks to beat out everybody on that team, right? Yeah. And I, I got to talk to a few guys. They were like, it's actually insane that you were – it made me feel good. So, I don't know if I'll ever get my chance. Let's be honest. Probably won't. I'm literally nearing Kurt Warner age where they were like, it's impossible for this guy to get in the Yeah, league. you're about to have to – you're going to yeah. make a movie of you if you ever do. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's how rare it would be. But it is cool. I'll get to show – I always get to showcase my skills – it's cool that I get to be extremely out of shape, get up off the couch, 
play Elden Ring for two weeks without talking to a soul and then going out there and playing in a professional football league and playing well. And now I'll get to go out there and have like four months of training behind my belt. It'll be cool. We'll uh, see what happens. The uh, <laughs> Yeah, I love that. I just – I hope you do. But I love the idea that like that's the market what age you're getting into football-wise is – Beginning like stages of a dead. beginning stages of a miraculous story. Like I can't, I can't, I can't. Like if we were equating my football life to real life, they wouldn't give me life insurance because I'm too close to the end. <laughs> Your AARP cards already yeah. showed up. Uh, that's hilarious. Uh, one last game we got to talk about. We haven't really mentioned much of it. Eagles Giants. Giants. You. I hope you enjoyed beating another bad team and the Vikings in the playoffs. But you got to win. Probably saved Daniel Jones's career uh, from going into just eternity and flames. He probably won't get thirty million a year as a quarterback, but he'll get another good contract to be a starter. Yep. And did you see that the Giants uh, GM did mention that they had they opened up talks with Saquon at the during the middle of the season, and then he said, "quote They were on different ends of the spectrum and instantly shut down talks, and then now they're going to reopen them at the end of the season." But it shows you Saquon's basically not. Well, he had a quote, too. He said, I'm not uh, – I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but he said, I'm not you know, going to shy away from the fact that I haven't been healthy the past two years. Like, this year was the first year I've been back fully healthy. So he knows he's not going to get top-end money, but he is a top-end talent. That's the real side of well, it. Well, he could put another year on top of that if he wants to go on a one-year deal, which is not going to happen. If I'm Saquon, I would take three years, find some guaranteed money in yes. there, and call it career. There's a team that would do it. Yeah. There's a team that would do it. Because uh, Saquon was – he was really good awesome this, year. this year. Yeah. yeah, he was really, especially early in the season. Early in the season, he was he was the reason why that team was winning. And then it turned into the Daniel Jones show of like, okay, people starting to focus on the running game. I can kind of do some stuff here. What worries me is we're getting talks of Saquon. His contract might not work out. Another contract that might not work out is Lamar. Another person that might not work out is Aaron Rodgers. And now we're getting to the point as a Titans community that these names are – every single name that could possibly be talked about is going to be talked about in the Titans sphere. Trey Lance, for example. And it's really I, – I have no easy way to say it that none of these guys are the answer for the Titans. The Titans are like if there was a crack in Hoover Dam and these quarterbacks are all just a band, a, like a two-inch Band-Aid. That's what it feels like with the Titans' problems. Uh, I want to I wanna get into some of the other – which we've been talking about them, but real quick, did, I sent this into the group thread, so I imagine you all saw it. Uh, but the story that came out through Dallas Cowboys Twitter, we were just talking about the Cowboys, and it was Dak Prescott. This is the headline. This is at Dallas Cowboys. This is the Dallas Cowboys Twitter, and they're like Jim Wyatt for the Titans. That's who wrote this, right? Dak Prescott gave away the ball twice in the narrow loss to the 49ers in a matchup the Cowboys had a chance to win if they didn't, again, generate self-inflicted wounds. That is hilarious <laughs> that is extremely disrespectful yeah, it is. <laughs> i mean just absolutely your franchise quarterback yeah that is, gift, uh, if, you, if you go the to photo the photo of him is just dak prescott with his head down just <laughs> that's so mean that is so mean that is that is like the state it's like devlin writing a story it's, about us it's and calling like us fat. the only person that could authorize tweeting something like this was jerry jones himself yes He's the only one that could get away with that. Do not believe this guy in any any front because he has the bad for all people right now. I read that tweet earlier, and I didn't see who the tweet was by. I read it like 
That's a pretty good tweet from somebody who's probably just a, a writer. A beat writer or something, yeah. you know, trying to get clicks. That is the Dallas Cowboys actual Twitter account that, that posted. Yeah, that. no. That's that incredible. Is, that, is, that is like saying, you know, the Titans writing Derrick Henry the cause of, you know, Derrick Henry not able to hold on to the ball causes the Titans to lose for a third straight week. The Titans could try to figure it out if if Derrick Henry could just hold on to the ball. You know, like that. And they put a picture of Derrick Henry, like, knocked yeah, out just, on the field. Yeah. <laughs> the photo of Taylor Lewan <laughs> just knocked out on the Dolphins game. Yeah. You know, like, that's that's the equivalent of that. It was, that was terrible. That was terrible. Couldn't happen to a better fan base, though. Because you know what? The fan base on there, if you look at the replies, they're like, yeah, love this. <laughs> this was – they all hate Dak now. No, that fan base is kind of like – it's the closest thing we as a society will ever get to, like, The Walking Dead, where, like, humans <laughs> turn on each other and they, like, cannibalize each other's communities. That's what the Cowboys community is. It's just like – it's it's like Nashville SC or what those soccer clubs are. It's eight sub-communities. Yeah. yeah, it's eight sub-communities that argue about nothing until they all eventually wither away and get uninterested <laughs> or die, and that's the end. And then this tweet that came out as well, this was after the Bills game. Uh, there was already a lot of jawing on the sideline with Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen. Uh, it seems like there's trouble in paradise. It also kind of seems like this is a Stefan Diggs kind of problem. But Bills wide receiver Stefan Diggs darted out of the locker room with all his stuff before some of the Bills coaches were even down to the tunnel area. Practice squad running back Duke Johnson stopped Diggs before he left the stadium and brought him back to the locker room. He left a few minutes later. Hey, man, show me a good loser. I'll show you a loser. I agree. I also think there's something here about it. Stephon Diggs did here's, this with the Vikings. Well, here's the He thing. was just tired of it. He's like, I want to win. I want to win. He got on the Bills, and they can't win. They can't win in the playoffs. Here's the thing. Show me a good loser. I'll show you a loser. There's a time and a place. Doing that on the sideline during a game is the worst spot to do it. Like, <laughs> if you have grievances, you go in that locker room and you do it, and then there will be stories that come out, whatever. Des Bryant, shows, Tony Romo, that was the whole thing. And they were show, like – It shows a mutual respect. Yeah. It, this shows that there was a lack of respect in the in the moment, in the heat of the moment. Like, the commentator, I forgot who it was, it's like, they're brothers, but, man, he's ripping into them right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're, he's not brothers with them right now. No. And I, and I hate it for Diggs because you play – you play a position where you have minimal impact on the game. If the ball's not thrown your way, you can't impact the game from receiver. If the ball's not thrown your way, you can be Alan Lazard and block really well, and that that would help a little bit. But you're not going to solo single handedly win the game. Yeah. So I can get how it gets emotional, but that's also a well, little, I, oh, that's also a little bit of the diva in a, in a skill position player. Like, true. Like you ever you, you, could you imagine a lineman going up to Josh Allen and screaming at him and throwing? You know, it won't happen. No, because we know if we do that, it's it's over. We lose. Like, yeah. we already lost. That's yeah. kind of what Diggs does when he does this during a game. He surrenders. I think there was a, a, there was a, there was also another story about all this. Uh, we'll get to it when we come back. We got to run to a break. I just saw where we are here on the clock. If you want to jump in, 615-844-5600. We want to hear from you. Final segment of the first hour coming to a close here on the afternoon. Good afternoon. Trying to clear up an earlier wreck. It should start to improve here in a few minutes on Briley Parkway eastbound from Gallatin Pike all the way up to where they crashed uh, at the Cumberland River Bridge. Heavy but moving down through Brentwood, Franklin, 65 southbound, down through Williamson County. Radar spotted through Wilson. 
Jackson County this afternoon. Quite a bit of it, actually. At least it was earlier on I-40 uh, through the Mount Juliet area. Snapdragon Hemp, serving up lab-tested top-shelf hemp products across Tennessee. Edibles, flowers, concentrates. Check them out online at snapdragon420.com. Bundling home and car insurance with Geico is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? They may drop little hints like... Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like... Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19, those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food, help with utilities, and most of all, hope. To see how you can continue to make a difference, visit GiveWestwood.org. GiveWestwood.org. Attention. If you owe back taxes to the IRS, this message is for you. Congress has passed $80 billion in funding to more than double the size of the IRS. 87,000 new IRS employees means more audits, collections, and penalties. This will make the IRS larger than the Pentagon, State Department, FBI, and Border Control combined. Now is the time to call Civic Tax Relief. I owe the IRS $37,000. Civic Tax Relief basically represented me against the IRS, and by the time everything was completed, I didn't owe the IRS anything. Their tax resolution specialists can stop the IRS from taking money out of your paycheck. With Civic Tax Relief, they were able to save me upwards of $80,000 that I would have had to pay. For your free tax relief information, call now. 800-841-0908. 800-841-0908. I would recommend anyone who has a tax problem to contact Civic Tax Relief. 800-841-0908. What's your next dream? Paying off your credit card? Remodeling your kitchen? Exploring the rainforest of Costa Rica? Whatever your dreams, they take some planning. And State Farm agent Austin Hardy is right here in the Middle Tennessee community to lend a hand. As your local good neighbor, he can help you look at the things you want to save for and come up with a plan to make those saving goals happen. Because your money should work just as hard as you to achieve your dream. So whether it's being free of debt or free to roam the world, call State Farm agent Austin Hardy here in the Middle Tennessee community. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Follow the afternoon stretch on Twitter at Bruno Reagan and Zachariah W. Really, man? You want that? I'm not spelling that out. <sighs> the afternoon stretch. Bruno Reagan, Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams. Another piece of that Bills game that came out. Josh Allen fumbled that football. Josh Allen 100% fumbled that football. And Josh Dobbs got screwed. The, the, he, how long did they review the Josh Dobbs fumble? Like, I don't know. It would have been like five seconds. Like, it might have been five. And it kind of felt the same way with Josh Allen's. It felt like that one was even kind of overly quick. They were just like, yeah, yeah, no, his arm was clearly going forward. And Jim Nance and Tony Romo, I think they do a great job. Holy crap, talk about that more. That has to be somebody saying something like, hey, don't, don't question it. Don't question it in their ear. Because, like, how do you not talk about that? His arm was not going forward, first off. And the ball gets loose in his hand. And then he pushes it forward with his his hand. His arm never went forward. The blo- the defender blocked him completely. The human ele- element of reviews. Some days they're just like uh this way, and some days they're just like uh never mind. It was a mirror image of what happened to Josh Dobbs. Yeah, Josh Dobbs got screwed. I tweeted at him. 
you know, he he came out and said that he thought his arm was going forward, but and then people got all mad at him for it. But his arm went looked like it was going more forward than Josh Allen's did. Yeah. And they just went I mean, there's no consistency in the rules of of all kind right now at the NFL. What we were talking about with roughing the passer, that the arm going forward thing, it, there's zero consistency. What what exactly is defensive pass interference compared to offensive pass interference? What's a wide receiver move? That one was crazy to me too. There was another play where uh, it was a catch, I believe, in the Chiefs and Jaguars game. They were people were debating like, "Oh, was that a catch?" And it was clear the Jaguars receiver caught it, pivoted, turned, tucked, and then drop just drops the ball. <laughs> and it's like that's a fumble. That's clearly a fumble. See the second to last play where the Cowboys uh, stepped out of bounds. That could have set them up for actual Hail Mary yeah. instead, but he just. What was Just that last play? Lactic days goal. Uh, Have we you had a ever good seen that? No, that was. Hey, I'll tell you what that was. Getting too cute for yeah. your own good. Zeke Elliott at center, and he gets destroyed. <laughs> Not so easy, is it? <laughs> Shoes on the other foot now, is it? Huh? Skill player. Yeah, and then and then they throw it to the <laughs> Dak throws it to the one guy who was covered. Monte <laughs> turn up USFL MVP. Got lit up. He should have dropped the ball. He would have kept a second on the clock, man. First hour's done, second hour coming up, jump in. ABC News. I'm Derek Dennis. Brandon Say says something just wasn't right about the man who walked into the ballroom his family owns in Alhambra, California, during a Lunar New Year celebration. The shooter starts prepping his weapon, and something came over me. I had this realization that I needed to grab his weapon. I needed to take control of the situation. Say tells ABC News he jumped into action, disarmed the man, and told him to leave. Say later learned the same man is accused of killing 11 people at another ballroom in Monterey Park. ABC's Aaron Katursky says police have a lot of unanswered questions. Was the Lunar New Year celebration specifically targeted to, to, to be ruinous that way? Or was this uh, an opportunity because he knew one or more of the victims, that's where they were going to be? Uh, the sheriff's department hasn't said, and that's what they're trying to sort out now because the community does want Answers. There have been three dozen mass shootings since the start of the year. This is ABC News. You've got advanced prostate cancer, but you're not waiting around. You want to straight talk to facts about a Govix. Or Govix Religolix, 120 milligram prescription tablets is a treatment for adults with advanced prostate cancer. Fact. Orgovix is a different kind of androgen deprivation therapy treatment, a pill, not an injection. Orgovix may cause serious side effects, including a heart condition called QT prolongation. Tell your doctor right away if you feel dizzy, faint, have a racing or pounding heart or chest pain. Orgovix can cause harm to an unborn baby or miscarriage. Use birth control during treatment and for two weeks after Orgovix treatment. The most common side effects include hot flushes, increased blood sugar and blood fat levels, muscle and joint pain, decreased blood hemoglobin levels, increased liver enzymes, tiredness, constipation, and diarrhea. Other side effects include weight gain, decreased sex drive, and erectile function problems. Orgovix may cause infertility. Talk to your doctor if infertility is a concern for you. Go with a Govix. Ask your doctor. For more facts, visit GoWithTheFacts.com. 
WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. Howdy, folks. I'm back to remind you about the best steakhouse in Music City, Bob's Steak and Chop House. The only place in Middle Tennessee to get A5 Wagyu steaks cooked to perfection. And when that special day rolls around to treat that special someone, make your reservation now at Bob's Steak and Chop House. From petite fillets to massive tomahawk ribeyes. When somebody asks, where's the beef, you tell them, Bob's Steak and Chop House. Make your Valentine's Day reservations now. And treat the best in your life with the best in Nashville, Bob's Steak and Chop House at the Omni Nashville Hotel. As a professional realtor in Nashville for more than 40 years, Richard Courtney is one of the city's top-ranked real estate brokers. He's also the author of two books and the real estate columnist for the Nashville Ledger. What does all of this mean to you as a home buyer or seller? Expert knowledge, guidance, and trust. Give Richard Courtney a call today at 615-300-8189. That's 615-300-8189. Or online at richardcourtney.com. Realtors abide by a code of ethics. This is Article 9 in action. Beth, a first-time homebuyer, knew nothing about the home buying process, except that she wanted to buy a home. But her Realtor had the expertise to make sure Beth understood every document, even giving her copies to review with her lawyer so Beth could close on her first home with confidence. Complicated things explained in simple terms. The difference between an agent and a Realtor is real. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. Bundling car and renter's insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? Look for the signs. Chances are they live in a home and have a car. They use money and enjoy having more of it. They probably drink lots of lemonade. Mmm, lemonade. And they probably said something suspicious like, I'm bundling with GEICO or stop spying on me with those binoculars. If so, you may want to ask them how easy it was to bundle with GEICO. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. Okay, it's happening. It's the afternoon stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. Everybody stay calm. Sure. Stay calm. Let's take some calls from the public, shall we? Join the afternoon stretch now at 615-844-5600. Now here's Bruno and Zach. The afternoon stretch, second hour. Five o'clock here in the Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. Bruno Reagan, Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams here inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. If you want to get involved, 615-844-5600. At 525, we're going to get into some discussions about HBCUs and more specifically, all the news that's happening with Bethune-Cookman down in Daytona. Uh, with the Ed Reed situation. We're going to get into that with Darren Gray. He is the host of Locked In HBCUs. It's a crazy story. Uh, I don't know if it's getting a lot of attention right now just because of the NFL playoffs. It's like things that happen during these, like in this weekend, It just they seem to fall to the wayside. The Ed Reed era, Bethune-Cookman, was a long and perilous journey. Of nothing. Of, I mean, wow. How they fast never even was- got him on contract. Yeah. They're still negotiating. Well, we're going to talk about it then. We're going to talk about it then. So we'll save some of the stuff for at, during that conversation. Hey, hey, negotiations are also over. There is no- <laughs> Well, there's protesters out there now trying to get them back into the negotiations. It's a pretty crazy story. Uh, I do want to talk about some of the news that came out today. The Green Bay Packers are willing to trade Aaron Rodgers. And a source has told a source of mine. Oh, no. Aaron Rodgers 
is looking for land to buy here in Nashville. Sources told sources of Zach's sources told Zach, and then Zach also told me, and he specifically said, don't say this on the show, <laughs> but Aaron Rodgers fathered a son that is currently in school at NBA in Nashville, and he, he Rodgers has turned into a family man as well, and he will be heading down here very recently. That son's name is Devlin McKenzie. <laughs> Devlin, how awesome would that be if you figured out your Aaron Rodgers? Uh, frankly, illegitimate yeah, son. Yeah, illegitimate son. That'd be a I mean, I'd, it'd be a pretty valid source, I think. It'd be like Jon Snow finding out he's uh, heir to the Targaryen yeah. dynasty. Yeah. Uh, hour, what are we at? An hour and six minutes mm-hmm. in until first Game of Thrones reference? If I found that out, I'd probably pick up a football and, and, and head straight to the league. Yeah, just automatically in. It just be nepotism right away. Just <laughs> hey, Aaron Rodgers is like the Trump of the NFL. I don't think a lot of people are really in his corner right now. I think it's used to be MVP, but now he's kind of he's kind of losing that stride. I I don't know the. I get it. I understand why the Packers are open to trading him. Yeah, well, the Packers drafted a, a first-rounder that they haven't used in four years, so that's a little ridiculous in his own right. And they want to find out what they have in him. I really think that's what it is. They're like, hey, he's been sitting back, relaxing. You know what they have in him? Someone who hasn't played football in four years. I go ask Deshaun Watson how that Well, Aaron Rodgers is the same story back when Brett Favre was there. I mean, there was a time. for He was about three yeah. years. So it, it's not that it can't work or anything like that. It's just clear that – they, I think they want to move on. They don't want to pay him $54 million. Seems like Aaron Rodgers checked out. Every single week, you just kind of knew there was some story that's going to come out about Aaron Rodgers. And even on the sideline, he just looks at him. He looks upset, doesn't want to be there. Who knows what he's doing right now? You know, wh- what cave he's in, chanting to whatever being, you know, he's currently doing right now. What, How much vomiting is going on in that situation? They don't know. He probably leaves the reservation. Who knows what witch he's dating at the current moment? You don't know. That's the real side. You really don't. I bet you, you can't. And Aaron Rodgers needs to realize you can't mess with these like stone women. Like they'll put curses on you, and you know this. It's just not. It's a rabbit hole you don't want to go down. Like the <laughs> otherworldly. That that's that's something not to be trifled with. Yeah. No. No. It's no. You don't want to mess with that. Just go back away. to dating Danica Patrick. <laughs> See what happened. I mean, it was at least I forgot they did. Yeah, I know. I really forgot that. Well, that was just, hey, Go Daddy. The Go Daddy car. I always remember the Go Daddy car. Hey, that's just celebrity. Celebrity setup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh but I mean teams are still gonna be interested in, in, in Aaron Rodgers. Titans shouldn't be, in my opinion. They are going to be a leading candidate. And the only reason no, why is sh- they're gonna be a leading Twitter candidate. No, I think they're going to be. I think what even are the Titans going to trade? I bet Vegas will have lines on Titans being a part of it. What are the Titans? Well, this trade? is the thing. This is the thing. You don't have to trade a lot to get Aaron Rodgers. Taking off the cap hit. If you could take the money away, then that's what, a win for the for the Green Bay Packers. What are we going to do? Have Aaron Rodgers and Ryan Tannehill on the same roster? Well, they probably probably release no. Tannehill. That's probably the play. But it's still dead money. Yeah, you still have, but you have a potential out. It's nineteen million on the books. Who cares? Uh, Amy Adams does. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I bet she cares. I bet she's looking at those books uh, she, all the time. She definitely cares when it comes to spending $20 million. If if, it, if she didn't care, then J-Rob should have been fired a lot earlier because why give A.J. Brown away for that same amount of money? I think with bringing Aaron Rodgers, I'm saying this. I'm not saying they should. I'm saying they probably will be a top contender because of, one, the connection of Aaron Rodgers and Mike Rabel. I mean, Mike Ray, Aaron Rodgers has been on McAfee's show talking about how uh, how how great of a relationship him and Mike Vrabel have and how often they talk to each other uh, during we'll the season. 
Yeah, we'll see how great of a relationship that is when they're working together very intimately. What 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 relationship has Aaron Rodgers not strained? Oh, true. His one with Pat McAfee. That's literally it's it. literally it. And it's just because they only see each other on Tuesdays. And also, it's because Pat McAfee shuts up and just lets him say all the things that makes Pat McAfee famous. Mm-hmm. Pat McAfee got famous off of Aaron Rodgers being an anti-vaxxer. Like, that's 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 the that's the goals, man. <laughs> have someone else have the hot takes for you on your show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we should have had more anti-vaxxers on. Wow. <laughs> well, we had the biggest one in Nashville. You. Ooh. Nah. <laughs> I got two of them, and I was like, "That's a good number." I like two. Once they started saying three or four, I was like, "That's too many." I, I do think, though, that is where we're going to see the ti- the Titans are going to be in the top top numbers. The Raiders are going to be in the top numbers, obviously. Cowboys. I think so. I, I mean, I think that'd Packers, be a great spot for Aaron Rodgers. He loves the public. You like all that stuff, man. Go play for the Cowboys. Yeah. Go play for the Cowboys. He doesn't want to go to the AFC, though. I, that's the only thing. I, he'll stay NFC. Yeah. If you're smart, if you're going to do the Tom Brady route, you, you don't go to the AFC. It's, it, hey, is, it is follow, tough. Follow Aaron Rodgers. Go to Vikings. No shot that they can get out of the Kirk Cousins trap, but. Yeah, no. He's stuck there. Trapped. Rams, maybe. I don't know what's, what's going on with Matt Stafford. Well, I don't Aaron think he Rogers would want to go to L.A. Yeah, he doesn't want to be within 100 yards of his family. So yeah. <laughs> don't want to be in California. Giants, if they don't move on with Daniel Jones. They, he wants to stay in the NFC. Washington is uh, – did they would, did, how, did they sign Carson Wentz to like three years? Yeah. <sighs> I mean, just want to put a gun in your own mouth, why don't you? I don't – They're just going to keep Taylor Heineke on the practice squad forever probably and say, when we need you, just be ready. We're going to need you. What a purgatory. (laughs) A good one. You're on the NFL team. Considering the alternative. You belong to us. (laughs) You're never going to do good enough for teams like you, but you're going to win enough games to always be relevant. (laughs) It's not the worst thing in the world. No. Are you kidding me? (laughs) That is not the worst thing in the world. Uh, But, no, I don't see see many people trading for Aaron Rodgers. That's really what it comes down to with that contract. I see one or two. Like, it's got to be one or two that even consider it. Yeah. So what are they going to do if they can't trade him? They're just going to ride with ride with him again. One more year. Just or, or retire. I hope he retires. That, that's that's probably what they hope. Because I think if he retires, he's not due the money. They're not going to be able to pay him. That's the whole Calvin Johnson thing. Like, he wanted to come back out of retirement, but he still is under contract with the Lions. <laughs> Same with Sean Payton right now with the, uh, with the Saints. That only works if you're getting traded. Yes. Only works if you know you're getting traded. Like uh, Rob Gronkowski did. Yeah, to the Lions. <laughs> he was going to the Lions. I was like, I retire. <laughs> no, I'm not going to trade anymore. Oh, never mind, I'm not retiring. Yep. I mean, that is tremendous. <laughs> that is just to have that in your back pocket at all times. Just, yeah, I'm not leaving. <laughs> now we're going to see him again next season. Just on he the will, Raiders with Tom Brady. Be. Yeah, Tom Brady. Also, it's he. It seems he's just making it seems like it's like the Raiders are. Well, so that's uh, that's the other news. Like the Raiders wouldn't be so, the Raiders would not be so set on moving on from Derek Carr the way they did if they didn't know something. Like there's some tampering going on or something. Like Tom Brady's talking to, talking to backroom dealers, to backroom dealers, to middlemen, to Gronk, and back to Vegas. That's got to be the only way. Well, and that's the other news that came out that Tom Brady. It's come out from sources. Once again, you got you got to throw that little caveat into everything. Per sources close to Tom Brady, he's not going to return to Tampa Bay. That doesn't mean he's going to retire. 
but he's not going to go back to Tampa Bay. Could go to the booth on Fox. He could go to the booth, and that's I saw an article today that was like between football and Fox. Tom Brady story. I thought that was a tremendous uh, article, yep. title, headline. But yeah, I mean, seems like that's the last thing this guy wants to do. Seems like he regrets signing the contract ever. Seems yeah. like he's just trying to prolong not doing that. Yes, I 100% agree with that. I don't know why. Maybe it's because he just like what what it's a lot of money. So I have a lot of money. What are we What are we doing? Yeah, you know. Uh, but where, I mean, where does Tom Brady really like, that's going to be your quarterback market, your quarterback market going into this. Assume it. Let's just assume Daniel Jones stays in New York. You're going to have Tom Brady. You're going to have Aaron Rodgers, You're going to have Derek Carr, Baker Mayfield. And the, I mean, it just keeps getting worse after that. Some of y'all are going to have to wake up and go play in the USFL. If you want to play football. Because it's about to be a tough market out here for some people. Feelings are going to get hurt. It's going to be really tough. It's going to be really tough. I was, I'm actually it's Sam Darnold. That's another name that's going to be out there. So this is the full list right here: Tom Brady, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Jimmy Garoppolo, Teddy Bridgewater, Daniel Jones, Case Keenum, then yeah, Geno Smith. It, then it just really nosedives. Andy Dalton, Mike White, Kyle Allen, Taylor Heineke, Lamar Jackson, possibly. If he makes it there, yeah, they're just gonna tag him, right? Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna screw him over. They don't <laughs> they're totally gonna screw him over. They have no they don't care. This whole like loyalty and all that. Like one more year, <laughs> franchise tag. Sorry. Treating yeah the business in the National Football League with any sort of emotion is just a recipe for disaster. Like you feel connected to a fan base or something. That is just the dumbest reason to ever decide anything business wise. Out of those names that I just said, any of them that you would want for the Titans? <clears throat> no. Not one. There's not, not one name on there. Not a soul. The tit- the, my, my thoughts are always to win a Super Bowl. And those guys, in my mind, don't drive the Titans towards a Super Bowl one way or another, whether it's the immediate success or the, I think the Titans just have to rely on on whatever they have signed now aim to develop young talent like the Bengals have. I think the Bengals have really laid a foundation on how you can be successful and set yourself up for a pretty long-term success, long-term in the NFL being five years, which is what the Bengals are. It looks like they're going to get three to four years out of a lot of these guys. That's that's how the Titans need to approach them. They just need to draft well and not stay middle of the pack. Being middle of the pack is how you stay middle of the pack. You're enti- I mean – for well, the Bengals longest. went from like worst to best, right? Like that's well, that's how that's how you can do it. If you're worse for a few years and you nail on some extremely high level talent and get them on rookie deals, yeah, you're gonna be have success. You're gonna have a lot of success. The Titans missed on half of their picks. Yeah, all first first rounds. Yeah, and the second rounders. The second rounders also missed. It, it, it's gonna be a spot. I mean, Rand Carthon obviously just showing up for the Titans here, but. If you don't think some of these names aren't on a list somewhere in <laughs> also, his office. Mike Vrabel being like, Rand, first job, go find punters that can catch the ball. And then Kyle Phillips is just like, uh, yeah, I'm getting cut. Well, uh, yeah, that was also a little bit of a shot to the question that was asked before. I remember. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, it's like, you know, how do you test that? They all can catch it. <laughs> you know? In practice. Yeah, exactly. Until you're in a game, you just don't know, really, but. 
But I mean, if you don't think any of these names are, are on on a whiteboard somewhere in in Rand Carthen's new office, you're crazy, because he's 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 objectively looking at all these names, saying, okay, these are the names that are going to possibly pop up, and then there's going to be another list that are possible trade candidates. Dak Prescott's probably going to be on that list. We. I would assume. I would assume somewhere on it. Do the Titans actually make a move like that for Aaron Rodgers? I doubt it. Yeah, that's a lot to ask Rand Carthon on his first offseason for the Titans, like the blockbuster trade. Titans did it? Or, sorry, J-Rob did it. Yeah, and how'd that end for him? It worked out good. It At first, it worked snuck, out good. He snuck out an extension and got fired instantly. He, he, it, that's what I call best-case scenario. He was there six years, five years, whatever it was. He was there for a good long time, at least you would say, in an NFL career, and those trades that he made, the DeMarco Murray trade, that helped, that was that was a great trade for the Eagles, or with the Eagles. And the trade for the Rams, that was what built that 2019 team to basically have a chance to win the AFC. They got there. They did. They made good moves. Was it the best play in the end? It was the drafts that killed him. That's what it was. Draft The way he was drafting was the way that it was just all going out. So it, it was tough. It's tough. It's a tough job. None of this is easy. That's why some there's only look at the teams that are left. They're always here. It seems like now, going forward, we're going to see these teams for every a while. Single year, every single Chiefs and Forty ers just had a Super Bowl together in 2019. Here they are. They could possibly do it again. Eagles have, I think, Eagles have been to the NFC Championship more than any team in the NFC since the year 2000. Fake division, by the way. Well, I agree, but still. How do we get the Titans in that division? You got to get London teams. You got to get a Mexico team. You got to get pushed out of the AFC and go into the NFC. The Mexico Titans. Hey. <laughs> oh, that's racist. Oh, yeah. Being racist. I'm a race trader, I guess. <laughs> All right. We got to run Nothing better a than break. a white person telling me what. <laughs> I hate you. 615-844-5600 if you want to jump in. When we come back. We are going to talk some HBCUs. A lot of drama happening with Bethune-Cookman uh, currently, right now. Uh, if you haven't been following the story over this weekend, the a lot of rants from Ed Reed, a lot of stories going on. We're going to talk about it on the other side here on Nashville Sports Radio. Good afternoon. It's pretty heavy, right? We pretty much would expect this time of the afternoon, especially 40 East over here at Fessler's. All that traffic headed out towards BNA, out towards the airport. Still decent right now on 24 out towards Rutherford County. A steady flow of traffic continues through Dixon County. Lots of radar this afternoon in certain parts of Dixon County down I-40. Snapdragon Hemp serving up lab-tested top-shelf hemp products across Tennessee. They've got it all. Edibles, flowers, concentrates. They're online for your orders at snapdragon420.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Nashville's first curling venue is here at T-Line Nashville. Come check out T-Line Nashville and experience the world's fastest growing winter sport today. Curling is a fun and simple sport that's a perfect outing for friends, corporate events, families, or parties. T-Line also has classic bowling and modern bowling mini games. With over 20 HD TVs, you can come watch your favorite teams and some of the best food and drinks here in Nashville in the large bar and grill area. They also have an outdoor area with a fire pit and you can't forget the live music. T-Line 
Nashville is a one-stop shop for a great night out. Located at 106 Duluth Avenue and online at tlinenash.com, you can book your party now or give them a call at 615-439-1024. That's 615-439-1024. And make sure you give them a follow on Instagram and Facebook at T-Line Nash for all the news, events, and updates. T-Line Nashville, Nashville's first curling venue is here. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines. 800-648-9175. 800-648-9175. That's 800-648-9175. Slim's Tender Mac Bowls are back. We start with a three cheese blend to make our delicious Mac and top it with chopped hand breaded tenders and Colby Jack cheese. Try the Tender Mac Bowl meal or the Buffalo Tender Mac Bowl meal, both served with Texas toast and a medium drink. But hurry, they're only around for a limited time. Download the Slim Chickens app to order and earn rewards. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. Coming off his second straight SEC win, this one at the bank. Clark Lee, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, this is my favorite time of the week to be with you guys, so I'm happy to be here. If you think that's not going to be on a promo, Clark, you are sadly mistaken, <laughs> Clark, sir. you just made the haters so furious, so thank you very much. <laughs> the Afternoon Stretch. Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. The Afternoon Stretch with Zach and Bruno. I would say something snarky, but I don't want to get a phone call from Zach's dad. The Afternoon Stretch, Bruno Reagan, Devlin McKenzie, Zach Williams here inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. If you want to get involved, 615-844-5600. I believe we are still waiting on hooking up with Darian... Gray, who is the host of Locked On SHBCU, because there's a lot of stories going on right now, a lot of <clears throat> lot of interest. Have you seen the Ed Reed videos? There's been yes, and there's been there's been it's been two sides of a of a coin basically with opinions that supporting Ed Reed and criticizing Ed Reed. And all I can offer to the conversation is one of my USFL coaches. Coach Ed Reed while he was on the Ravens, and Ed Reed was a big special teams player. Ed Reed was a, a do everything kind of guy, and Ed Reed, you know, he was a guy like he he would make dudes clean up their locker because a lot of these rookies, you know, they would go to a big college, they would basically baby them, and then you get to the league and they would just trash them. So it, Ed Reed was always like a very accountable person in all things, everything, and that's why that Ravens team was so dominant because they had a bunch of guys like Ed Reed. I've never heard him say he was like Ed Reed is the standard for everything. 
so that's big words for a guy I trust and to see his trust in that guy, you know, that's it kind of sways my opinion. So I'm pretty biased towards Ed Reed and his side of what's happening. Well, it, you know, the, the go back to the story. Ed Reed goes on Instagram Live, and we'll talk about this with Darian here Which, in just a moment. Fair enough. Probably not the place to do it, but he was impassioned at the moment. Very impassioned. That's a that's a really good way of saying it because he was getting into a lot of discussion and basically just saying like, "Hey, there's there's a lot of problems here." And you obviously look at the you, that was a very mild way of uh, the way I, he I put can't it. say it. I can't <laughs> say it on the airwaves. They won't let me. I won't. They will not let me say that. But if you haven't seen the video, you need to go see it. it I'll tell you this: it's taken. It's it's really two different looks now at the HBCU level uh, because obviously what Dion did and now this you look at it and you say okay there's clearly something going on let's talk with Darian Gray now he is the host of Locked On HBCU you can follow him on Twitter at South Exclusives Darian thanks so much for jumping on with us man hey it's my pleasure thanks for inviting me absolutely so let's let's look a little bit here. I want you because I know you've been following this pretty closely. I, I want you to kind of give us a timeline here of Ed Reed, this the story with him and Bethune Cookman, uh, and get us a little bit up to present day on how this timeline since the what was it, Instagram Live, I believe is what it was. He he went on first uh, talking about the trash over at Bethune Cookman. I'll do you one better. I'll take it a little bit farther than that back. So you look at the end of 2022, they announced that they, what it sounded like, had hired Ed Reed. But in actuality, they had only agreed in principle to a contract. And that's important because we fast forward to today and we realize he's not fired. They just stalled negotiations. And then a little bit of time goes on. I ask questions. like what things so silent with Ed Reed? And Bethune-Cookman fans tell me that basically they're, they're waiting for an introductory press conference until people get on campus, and I accepted that, but then time goes on, and you start asking more and more questions, like why is a high-profile hire like Ed Reed not getting the publicity from Bethune-Cookman? And we find out he's not under contract. We find out that he has frustrations. He goes to Instagram Live. He voices those frustrations, and then he apologizes after, and then it's about, I think, about a week, maybe two weeks after that, and now we're here today, and he's been stalled out negotiations. I'm just going to say fire because it's way easier to say and it makes more sense to me. But we fast forward to today and he's been fired and that's kind of like the timeline that we understand with all of the key bullet points. Okay, so relationship is totally severed. We will not see Ed Reed coach of this university no matter what. That's a pretty safe bet. No, I think that's a pretty safe bet. I know that a lot of the students are pro protesting and trying to say that they want Ed Reed back. I just highly doubt that that happens. They might get changed that they want in other areas, but the idea of Ed Reed returning to Bethune-Cookman, you never say never. You never say never, but I find it to be very slim that that's a result that they get. Well, and, and that's kind of the story. This has opened up a bigger story. I was watching, I think, a local, uh, it was a local TV network there in Dayton, uh, or sorry, Daytona, that was talking about uh, – this whole story that students were coming out and they, they wouldn't even put themselves on camera because they didn't want to be ostracized or anything for talking about the problems inside of Bethune-Cookman. But it basically, they said Ed Reed actually gave them a platform 
to actually talk about the real problems that were going on inside of the walls. I mean, and when I say that, I don't mean figuratively. I mean, literally, there's mold growing. I mean, you see photos of just mold all over the walls. And that's like that's what he was talking about when he's saying there's trash piled up in buildings, right? I think Darren, we might have got a. I think it, is that just me that I'm hearing that? No, or? it's it's. There's a little bit of a audio issue. Yeah, a little bit of an audio issue there with you, Darian. It kind of cut in a little bit. It sounded like your mic might have cut out there for a second. Test it right now. Yeah, see if you can say something here, Darian. It's, we can only hear you out of our right ears right now. Can you try unplugging your mic and plugging back? Yeah, in try. Yeah, might have to go to a different mic here. We'll we'll get with Darian as he's kind of fixing that up too. But it is. They, they, you saw the video of, of what he was talking about, saying all this, you know, is there's trash piled up. And like what you said, there's a lot of videos. Oh, it was back. outside, inside. No, it's it, it's an unfortunate state of these universities. And it would make sense if their tuition wasn't somewhere around the ballpark of $30,000 per semester. For right. <laughs> and, and that goes into it. When you have the local news companies that are, one, you have the local news companies taking the story Two, having students that don't want – because they're so feared of of the, the backlash. Retribution. Exactly. Of, that's a Of talking about it. That's a big – that's a bandy word <sighs> right there. They're, they're so feared of that that they're going to actually say something. They won't put themselves on camera because they're like, I don't want to be the one doing this, but there's mm -hmm. clearly a problem here that needs to be fixed. And Ed Reed did do that. I mean, when he's saying there's trash out there, and you're talking about the videos of how you look back and say this guy hated – dirtiness he wanted everything clean you know and accountability of like you need to clean he was up holding things to a standard that's exactly the way he which is, is something that's needed uh let's try to see if we got darian back on hey darian let's uh let's try it out here again I hope things are better now. no i don't think it is we might have to call yeah. darian that might be what we have to do here to uh uh get him on we'll get we'll get on the phones here with darian here soon uh, and talk with him, but just having a little bit of a technical difficulty. But he's got a lot to say about this, and there's a lot to talk about this right now because it there, it, it kind of starts opening the question. The whole thing that Deion Sanders really started was saying that you know there's nothing that well, there pe it's it's people trying to follow the same model. It's essentially what's happening. Exactly. It's, but then Cookman saw the success that Deion Sanders had with JSU, and I guess what what the higher upset. Bethune Cookman, and when we get Darian back on on the phone line, he can he can provide some more clarity. But what I assume is Bethune Cookman saw dollar signs. They saw Ed Reed. They saw money that could be converted, attention to the university, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm not entirely sure how that would play out on a finance. Like it's not like hiring Ed Reed is just going to you know grow money out of a tree. I right. guess. Also, we're in this we're in this culture now of universities announcing like people and announcing hires well, Deion, Deion sanders was the, they were is at colorado getting introduced in a press conference mm -hmm. they're like we we haven't signed anything we don't have the money <laughs> yeah yeah they talked about how they didn't have the money yet to sign him but he was announced as the new head coach and they're still under that's crazy conversations do we got darian back here okay so we switched it over technology failed us and that's okay it happens we go back to the old ways which i guess yes. iphones are old ways they're still new uh, but Darian, welcome we, back. Darian. Yeah. Welcome back. Yeah. Darian Gray. Hi. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, so let's, let's talk about this a little bit more. Uh, wh where we last off when we were talking with you is the situation that the, there's the protests going on, but, uh, Bethune Cookman students feel like that, that Ed Reed really did give them a platform of some bigger issues going on there. Yeah, to me, I look at this situation where Ed Reed for all of the things that some people who are 
on the other side of the argument feel about him. I'm kind of in the middle. I don't really have a side. But for those who are on the other side, for all of those things that they feel, the students and the student athletes, I believe, have felt this way for years. For years. It's just just you have Ed Reed, somebody with high profile, somebody who was positioned to be a head coach, which is a leadership role on campus. And he's Ed Reed, the greatest safety of all time, speaking out against your campus and speaking out on things that you've been feeling. So now you've been empowered. And it's, it's, I think it's important to remember, it's not that they are just football players. These are student athletes and students who are coming on campus and, and protesting, not just the firing of Ed Reed, but everything that's going on with living situations and everything in between as well. Talking with Darian Gray, host of Locked On HBCU, uh, and you follow him on Twitter, at South Exclusives. The this whole thing, because there was such momentum in the HBCUs, Darian, with what Deion Sanders was doing and 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 how that story started getting in, you started seeing more uh, uh, coaches and former, sorry, more f- former players coming in to coach HBCUs, like here locally, Eddie George with TSU, uh, and then obviously Ed Reed with that story of Bethune Cookman. The it feels like this is going to put a bit of a, a, a tarnish on that and slow down that momentum, or am I crazy with that thought? I won't say you're crazy. I think that that is a, uh, a situation that could happen. I would hope that it didn't happen because I think it's important to remember, and this is what's dangerous, what happens at one school is not indicative of all HBCUs. HBCUs are in multiple states. What happens at Bethune-Cookman isn't even indicative of what happens at FAMU. FAMU, I feel like, has, you know, kind of steadied their ship a little bit more. And I would hope that people don't say, oh, man, Ed Reed did this, that, and the third. He had to look at these things. And I don't think those people who are deterred by those obstacles are the ones who need to have those jobs anyway because there are obstacles. You are going to have to get over things. Dion knew it. Eddie George knew it. You look at Eddie, he speaks amazingly when it comes to these topics and understanding the weight and the the responsibility that he bears because it is something you're going to have to overcome. Not everybody is built to do that. Not everybody needs and should try to take on that. So if you can't handle that, I would say that, yes, this isn't for you, but just because one person went through obstacles and went out like this doesn't mean that you do also have to do that. Then do you think it was fair the way Ed Reed, you know, delivered his criticism kind of sporadically over Instagram Live? Do you think that could have been handled, you know, different or better? Yeah, I don't think that was a – I don't think that was the way to do it. The way I had explained it on my show this morning is basically if you had a company and you gave somebody a job offer and then they went on social media and said that the company is failing because of you, how would you react? Because that's essentially what Ed did. Ed went out and said the people who are hiring him have broken mentalities, and that's why this institution is not working and kind of generalized at the HBCUs, but we're going to keep it with Bethune-Cookman. So that was something I weighed, but that's what got him fired, in my opinion, amongst some other things, some other rumblings that I'm hearing about things that happened on campus. That's what got him fired. But the message, what he was trying to say is the reason that people are protesting. So it's a balancing act where you have to acknowledge his delivery. I acknowledge that it should have been better, could have been better. But then I also acknowledge the message and say, you know what, there's a lot of truth, a lot of validity, and a lot of things that need to be addressed coming from what he said. Do you think it's an issue that a lot of HBCUs are trying to kind of find these, I don't want to call them celebrity hires because it's not like these guys don't know football. It's Ed Reed. 
But do you think that, you know, kind of jumping the ship with people who have limited coaching experience for the sake of, you know, maybe an ethos in their playing days or publicity, do you think that's that's maybe not the path that HBCUs should go on because things like this can happen? I think it has to be a case-by-case basis. We've seen three in the last couple of years. Eddie George, Deion Sanders, and now Ed Reed. Even though he was not technically hired, he still is going to go into this bucket. Eddie George... I feel like he's done a great job representing Tennessee State. I feel like Deion Sanders did a great job representing Jackson State until he didn't. And when he left and everything just kind of hit the fan and it got really bad. But in those two and a half years that he was here, I thought he did a pretty solid job representing Jackson State. And then you look at Ed Reed where everything hit the fan almost immediately. So those are three takes on the same story with completely different outcomes. I don't know if we can just say stop doing this because Jackson State got two – Swag championships. Uh, Tennessee State recently got a lot of money that that they had been owed. I think there's some successes here, but then you also have certain failures with people coming in, and some people don't respect the history. Some people don't respect what's going on. So it's a case-by-case basis. I think what you should really do is try to make sure you do a fair evaluation of who you're bringing in. You have to know, are you bringing in somebody who is going to be a tad bit more patient to be more diligent, like Ed, Eddie George, or are you going to bring somebody in who is going to be aggressively passionate, like Ed Reed was? You got to know that person, and that's what's going to help you dictate whether or not you bring that guy in. Talking with Darian Gray, host of Locked On HBCU. Follow him on Twitter at South Exclusives. And Darian, so just from what I know with TSU here locally, when the whole Eddie George hire happened. One of the things that I think Eddie did right is he he branched out to who his coaches were. I mean, he brought in Jeff Fisher uh, to basically help decide how things were going to go around the idea of coaching. And, and Jeff Fisher jumped at the thought of helping Eddie George to become a coach because he just hadn't done it. And even when as far I think he, he brought in as D.C., Jeff Fisher's son, who had NFL coaching experience, do, do you think that or did Ed Reed – get involved in that at all did he was he reaching out to other coaches or was do you think it was still so early in that process that he hadn't done that and his guidance there really wasn't any guidance for him on how to handle these things I do think he went in very blind Um, there he wasn't available for interviews there's people around him there was coaches around him it sounded like there was even coaches from the last regime that were present but knowing exactly what his coach's staff was going to look like, we don't know. I do think it was a little too early to say that. It, it feels like the success of what Deion Sanders did with Jackson State and now obviously moving on to Boulder, and you're seeing the videos come out uh, where, you know, he's demanding excellence from, from the, the cooking staff, you know, and they're, they're cooking high-quality meals now than what they were serving beforehand uh, that they were eating and, uh, you know, all these different just the minute kind of things. It feels like it's almost been taken for granted on some of the – I imagine there's some athletes, former players, that have said, oh, I can I can get in and do this. But it's not just a – it's not just a Deion Sanders walked in and said everybody needs to be better kind of thing. There's a lot of action to go alongside this. Do you think there was something in Ed Reed that got in there, saw, man, this is going to be – you know, this isn't, this isn't a walk down the park. This is a walk up a mountain that I'm going to have to go over. And this kind of felt like a way out? No, not at all. I, I severely push back on that. I don't think that Ed Reed wanted out. I did say that I think he should have wanted out because there was no real trust between him and the administration, no real trust or respect. 
However, he decided to stay in that spot. And I don't think that was um I don't think that was a decision that he weighed lightly. I think he knew what he was going. He might not have known what he was getting into at first. But I think once he got into it, he did embrace that challenge. He connected with those student athletes on the level as a man. And I think that he was prepared to take that on. So I don't think that he wanted a way out. I think he wanted to do this. I think that with all the tension, there was one side that was prepared to cut through it or at least work through it or work with it still existing amongst them. And that one side was Ed Reed. However, it takes two to tango. But Don Cookman did not want to dance. So both of them had to leave the floor. I like that. <laughs> I like that. I mean, it is it is true. I mean, do you think there's a future of Ed Reed's coaching at all as a, as a head coach even? Or do you think maybe now this kind of maybe step him back to go into some sort of coordinator role or, or get a part of a group or something like that? Or do you think he's still going to try to fight for a HC job somewhere? I don't think that his hopes of being a head coach are done forever, but I do think he might be pushed into having to go the more traditional route. And that's the thing about HBCUs with the celebrity coaching and whatnot. It's the fact that a lot of people look at it as charity for the university. Oh, look at what Deion Sanders did for Jackson State. Look at what Bethune-Cookman could do for, I mean, uh, Ed Reed could do for Bethune-Cookman. What Eddie George is doing for Tennessee State. It's like it's charity work that these former all-pro great players are, are doing. It's not charity work. It's a mutually beneficial relationship where they allowed them, the school being they, allowed these coaches to coach as a head coach without any experience on that level. That is, if it wasn't Ed Reed, we would call that a handout. If I gave you the job at Tennessee State today, that would be a, be a handout. But because they bring a little bit of publicity and things like that to the school, then it's, it's mutually beneficial. So I think Ed might have to just work up as an OC, I mean, as a DC, maybe a defensive back coach. Something of that sort. I know he doesn't want to be a DB coach. He wants to be a defensive coordinator. He said that before. Either a defensive coordinator or a head coach. Uh, you know, I was calling for him to have an HBCU job before he even was thought of being the coach of Bethune-Cookman. So I know what he desires. But he might have to work up the ranks now. You're not going to see many places who are just going to allow you to be a head coach without much coaching experience. But I, I think he has the mind for it. All of this aside, you know, like I think his, his message was great. I think that he came in with a lot of passion for some uncomfortable situations and a lot of times passion, you know, and slight anger. When they get together, it's not going to be a pretty picture, and we see what it is at Bethune-Cookman, but I think he has the mind for this. I think he's going to be a great head coach if ever given the opportunity, and I, I kind of still hope that he gets that. Darren Gray has been our guest. You can follow him on Twitter at South Exclusive. See him everywhere on Locked On HBCU, however you get your podcasts. Darren, thank you so much for jumping on with us, man. We want to have you more in the future. Definitely. I can't wait to talk a, bit, uh, a little bit about those Tennessee State Tigers. Yeah, we got, we'll get you on for sure about that, buddy. Thanks so much. Thank you. Darren Gray, good stuff from him there. That was. Uh, there's a lot. I mean, that story's it's still evolving, by the way. You know, that story's not just ending because there's still protests happening. Right Cookman yeah. trying to get Calling Ed for the Reed. board of trustees to yeah. like also step down. Step so. down and bring Ed Reed back. I mean, they're 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 not done yet. They're still wanting to go. And then look, you watch that video, that that clip, that hit that the the local that local news station did on it. You watch some of the photos and just the grossness. I mean, just the you know, poor poor students that are having to go their asthma is attacking it's a thirty thousand dollar college, not the third world. Exactly. And, and they're having to breathe in just all these mold spores, and it's affecting their health. I mean, that's just terrible. 
you know, seeing k- kids having to go to hospitals because th- there's just no, I mean, that's something that's so easily manageable. That's the real side of it. So, you know, whether you agree or disagree with what Ed Reed did or how he did or whatever, I think it is good in the, in the overall scheme of things to help that school because somebody needed to say something that was clearly going on with that university. Uh, and it's just, it's, it's good to see that it, the, the news of it is getting out and hopefully the students that, like you said, pay a lot of money to get in that school, uh, they get something back out of it. At least a decent college experience. At least I mean, a decent quality of life. Exactly. 615-844-5600. If you want to jump in, we're going to take our final break back here for the final segment on the afternoon stretch. Well, good afternoon. It looked pretty slow out there in Ashland City a few minutes ago on Highway 12, or should I say Main Street. Again, out in the Ashland City area, traffic's building pretty good to the south. A steady flow of traffic, 65 down through Brentwood, Franklin, all the way down into Spring Hill. Plenty of radar down certain parts of uh, Williamson County into Murray County this evening. Be very careful. Nash Painting Services, all in Middle Tennessee. They're online. You can check them out at nashpainting.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Are you looking for a trusted partner who knows AT&T business inside and out? ABS Communications is an organization built on the premise that telecom solutions and working with companies like AT&T can often be complicated and the customer needs someone to help them navigate through these complexities. They make complex simple. Whether it's helping maintain, manage, or secure your business, ABS Communications is here to help all your business telecom and mobility needs. Their business was built with the goal of simplifying the process of connectivity for the customer and establishing a long long-term relationship of trust through transparency and accountability. ABS Communications is a top five AT&T authorized agent with over 200 years of AT&T technical experience. You can call Mark and the gang at 615-349-8588 or you can visit their website at abscomcomm.net. And remember, mention the McFarland Show to ABS and you could get up to $250 in a Visa gift card for new ABS business customers. They say they'll get your biggest tax refund. Jackson Hewitt says your biggest tax refund guaranteed and a chance to double your tax refund. Thousands in weekly prizes during the double your refund sweepstakes. Your biggest refund times two, twice the money. So forget about them. File your taxes on the double at Jackson Hewitt today. No purchase necessary to enter or win. Open to U.S. residents 18 or older who file a 2022 federal tax return. Promotion ends 4223. Visit jacksonhewitt.com for rules. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. When the prospect of divorce becomes a reality, you need a partner that you can count on. If you're a man in this situation, consider contacting Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men navigate complex legal matters for 30 years. Contact Cordell and Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Nashville area attorneys, a partner men can count on. 810 Crescent Center Drive, Suite 160, Franklin, Tennessee, 37067. Online at CordellCordell.com. We're going to get into our routine with Daily Tennessee Jackpot. You got a dollar? Let's have some fun with it. Let's get those numbers going. How many are we picking? And one. And two. And three and four and five. Let's go. All of us Tennesseans are having fun now. Let's play and play. Work out a win with drawings every day when you play Daily Tennessee Jackpot. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Your exclusive national sports radio, WNSR, Skyscan forecast. For this afternoon, we'll have partly sunny skies, high 46, partly cloudy tonight, low 28. 
Tuesday, mostly sunny, high 52. Wednesday, clouds and rain, high 52. Utilizing the resources of the Motherbug Network on National Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist, Jim Rinaldi. Sports Radio, WNSR. The Afternoon Stretch. The best show? Uh, I don't know if I can say that, man. I'm going to move on to the next one. The Afternoon Stretch. Final segment, Bruno Reagan, Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams. Let's go to the phone lines. If you want to jump in, 615-844-5600. Eric in Nashville. Eric, how you doing, buddy? I'm hanging in, guys. I talked to you in a while, but one of the reasons is because my mother recently passed away. So, you know, it's been kind of been having to deal with that, unfortunately. So. I hate to hear that, Eric. I'm so sorry to yeah. hear that. Condolences to your family, buddy. Well, I appreciate that. A couple things, guys, and I'll get off. And I'm going to get to uh, the Ed Reed deal in a minute, but uh, – one thing you were talking about the Super Bowl earlier that you kind of did want to see Kansas City and Forty uh, Nine Philadelphia. Well, I thought you said Kansas City Philadelphia. Oh, I don't want to see. I them. said the Forty ers Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't want to see Kansas City well, and Philadelphia. Well, I, well, to me, I, I I think whatever the Super Bowl is, regardless of if they be good, but I think a lot of people want to see that. You know, the reason why I'm going is it's Andy Reid against his former team. I think that would be the big storyline, of course, uh, involving that Kansas City, San Francisco. Of course, they happened a few years ago. Of course, you could have Cincinnati-Philadelphia, which I think would be a good Super Bowl, and uh, Cincinnati-San Francisco, which actually they match up. It would be the third time they played in the Super Bowl. So I, I, I think a lot of people are looking for headlines and storylines. And again, to me, I have no dog in the hunt as far as that goes. But if they won't say it publicly, but I think a lot of people want to see Kansas City and Philadelphia because of the fact that Andy Reid against his former team. So, But we'll see what happens. Guys, as far as the Ed Reed thing goes, you know, one of the things, and uh, you you were talking about a little bit, uh, too, was about Deion Sanders, and I don't know if you'd heard this, but one of the reasons, and I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard that Deion Sanders actually left Jackson State was that he had to pay for a lot of the stuff that was going on there out of his own pocket, whether it was uh, for him to go on, like, recruiting trips or taking care of players, you know, room and board, whether he had to pay – like for either playing for a bus fare, and they also contributed a lot of money out of his own pocket to take care of the facilities. I'm not saying that's true. Would it surprise me if it is true? No, but that was one of the reports I heard that that was why he left. I didn't know if you guys had heard that or not. Well, also Colorado, hey, man, they offered to give him a lot more money so and, and, yeah, and yeah, a yeah. big-time opportunity. You know, it's a coaching jump technically. So they could, it could have been that and more reasons. You, well, yeah, and yeah. Frankly, we'll never know. Because it's sad because you would want to think that that the small schools want that more exposure and be willing to work with the guys. If you have like guys like former NFL players or whatever uh, that are doing that and give more exposure to school, you you would think they would welcome the help or whatever. It just I just don't get it. It just doesn't make any sense to me. But guys, that's my thoughts. Y'all take care, and we'll talk to you again soon. I appreciate it, Eric. Man, there are not more egos on this planet than in academia. You want to go? You want to deal with? I I always make fun of this industry and the people around it. You want to go deal with just some horrible people? Go talk to the people that have climbed the academic uh, corporate ladder. They're like, we're the best people in the world. They don't do anything, you know. Mm. Ben Jordan, rest in peace, my favorite professor. He was like, if Vanderbilt fired half the people, we wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, learned man. people, you know, you read too many books, you miss out on a lot of other stuff. Well, you, you call him a corporate ratter. I, I don't know if you're ratter, <laughs> ladder. Sorry, Reggie. Hey, what school did you go to? <laughs> Vanderbilt. Are I graduated by the way. 
<laughs> Vanderbilt, and I graduated. So, not saying I'm a millionaire. I'm not. You but I might Pat be. Sajak from Wheel of Fortune tried to do – it was Scooby Snacks was the guest, and he tried to do a Scooby voice, and he just went <laughs> – That's funny. Uh, oh, that's funny. Hey, you know what else was funny? I know you didn't want, like keep up too much with the UFC this weekend because I didn't either. But – Oh, I did. I just saw Brazil show yes. up to not show up. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I they saw. Lost. Uh, Jessica Andrea, I think she beat Lauren Murphy, which, hey, congrats, whatever. Anyways, Johnny Walker I pulling know. off what this Everything guy, we said on the show was wrong that day. <laughs> no, no, I said you never know with this guy. And, of course, I never know. How can anyone predict? Johnny Walker was put in a single leg. Yeah. And it was tree-topped. What tree-topping is is when someone grabs a single leg, they grab one leg, it's a wrestling takedown, then they lift the leg up really high to try and off-balance your opponent. Well, Johnny Walker's really tall. He turns his hips, and it was the hardest punch I've ever seen on one leg in my life get thrown. Knocks him out. Wow, knockout of the night. So enjoy an extra 50 grand, whatever Brazil's taxes are, with bonus pay. Oh, yeah. That's weird yeah, how that disgusting. works. Uh, Just absolute legal nightmare going to other countries. I'm glad I didn't buy the card. I was keeping up with it on Twitter. Well, I didn't you illegally want, you stream it. You don't like it, it when co-main events end on uh, doctor stoppages? Yeah, no, it's stupid. It's stupid. And 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 really, it that was he didn't poke him in the eye. Like I saw oh, it. It just saw it, it, it was just a punch, and then and the knuckle went in. And yeah. yeah, I mean it's that's the unfair part about it. like DC's. Was that DC's last fight? I yes, think it was against Stipe. Stipe. He, he he got like ha- really the knuckle the went into the eye, but the the finger went in first. You know what I mean? Yep. Like the it went that far, and I mean I remember afterwards he was like, I can't see anything, and his eyes just like all gouged up and swollen. Like he's like, I don't know what happened. I can't see anything. So after that, I didn't know how to do anything. And he was fighting pretty well up until that point, but it 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 is boring when that happens, and you're just like this this sucks, and so. I don't know. UFC cards kind of suck lately. They're not worth buying. You don't look. Conor McGregor's back. I'll watch him. But John this, Jones, I'll watch John Jones. <laughs> but he's not. Most people wouldn't say that. Dana White doesn't care about the UFC right now. I'm just kidding. He, that's, he'll always care. But the power <laughs> it's slap. It's kind of going, though. You know what I mean? The power slap. That's, a, that's his big thing. He wants that to be the next tough into the next league, and so he can sell that for a billion dollars and have a billion, billion, billion dollars, so when he dies, he's the richest man in a coffin. Everybody forgot about him hitting his wife. Yeah. He was right. He was like, what's going to happen? You know, I ban myself for 30 days. Oh, well. And everybody's like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Money makes He's you like, anyway, have practice. you watched Power Slap League yet? Yep. <laughs> and not a lot of people did, by the way. It was it. Because it, it was on TBS. It's not the right market. It's the lead-in was AEW Wrestling. Yeah. Which is on TNT, I think. I believe it's on TNT. Or one of tur- other Turner Networks. Regardless. AEW is good, though. Regardless, Power Slap did 290K. Just saying, my game, I think, did five times more than that. So, I'm not saying I'm a sell, but... Oh, you're talking about your first USFL game? Yes. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm a sell. Still the best moment in USFL history that they will never put on a highlight. Yeah, is, we got to go find that clip. Is Bruno Reagan celebrating a Jordan Tayamu sneak for the first touchdown for the USFL Tampa Bay Bandits, RIP, and Bruno just looking out to the crowd... Woo! And then the camera turns, and you see Bruno cheering to no one. <laughs> I think we got to bring that one was back. No one in the crowd. I'm gonna convince everyone on the team to do that. No, together. it needs to be the first touchdown. The first, because the first touchdown they won't think about it. 
Yeah, we do the Lambo leap to nobody. Yeah, just awesome. like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just run, no, Lambo leap and then run up the bleachers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like one. act like you're high five. I everybody. told everyone, we have a little text for that already. I was like, we got to be the most out of pocket league. It's like, it's what we are destined to do. <laughs> We're the show boats. All right, we are done. Appreciate everybody calling in, commenting in, watching in, however you did. Appreciate Darian Gray joining the show as well from Locked On HBCU. Talking all the Ed Reed stuff. That was great. Find it on WSR.com. We will see you guys tomorrow. We have Memphis Grizzlies coming up later tonight. Be on the lookout for that here on Nashville Sports Radio.